Financial Grown-Up Guide, Five Ways to Make College More Affordable with Charlie Javis, founder and CEO of Frank. You're listening to Financial Grown-Up with me, certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, author of How to Be a Financial Grown-Up. And you know what? Being a grown-up is really hard, especially when it comes to money. But it's okay. We're going to get there together. I'm going to bring you one money story from a financial grown-up, one lesson, and then my take on how you can make it your own. We got this. Welcome to a new and very important Financial Grown-Up Guide episode of the podcast. Important because this is about getting access to the money and financial support for education that you or maybe your kids are entitled to get. And if you have younger kids, listen and learn because it is never too early to know what's up. We have with us Charlie Javis. She is the founder and CEO of Frank. Hello. And just so you guys know what a rising star Charlie is. Okay, here's the deal. She raised $15 million in funding since launching Frank in 2016. We're going to explain what Frank is in just a minute. She was named to Forbes 30 Under 30. She's 27 years old, by the way. And to Cranes, New York, 40 Under 40 in 2018. And Charlie has helped, brace yourselves, guys. She has helped more than 300,000 students unlock seven billion dollars in financial aid. And maybe we'll talk a little bit about how that breaks down because it didn't go to just a handful of people. It went to a lot of people that are being impacted by this. So welcome to the show, Charlie. Thank you so much for having me, Bobby. All right. We want to explain, first of all, this term FAFSA, okay? Because Frank is a platform for filling this out faster. Can you just explain, first of all, what is FAFSA? Because that's going to help us before we get into our discussion about your five tips to make college more affordable. For sure. So other than a tongue twister, it stands for the Free Application for Federal Student Aid. And so this one form unlocks all of your financial aid. It includes your Pell Grants, which are extremely important, and it's free money to go to college for those who need. Then subsidized loans, which basically get you cheaper sources of financing, as well as unsubsidized loans from the government. And it can basically cover the full cost of your tuition and living expenses. So it's a great way to be able to afford college, and it's the first step for most families in figuring out how to pay. Right. It's basically a roadmap to figuring out what you can get. So it's really a big deal. People should fill it out, but a lot of people don't fill it out. I can tell you, we did it with my stepdaughter. It was terrible. It was so awful, Charlie. This thing is a bear. So that gave you an idea for your business. So again, before we get to our tips, I want you to just explain what is Frank? Yeah, so Frank is a company that helps students pay for college in a smarter way. So the first step, as we just explained, is filing a FAFSA. And while I have no policy background, I thought it was something that really needed to change. While the Melinda and Bill Gates Foundation was trying, while the old First Lady Michelle Obama was trying, we found a technology solution to make it simpler kind of like TurboTax when you file your taxes. And so most students with us file in about four minutes, which is awesome. Um, And once they file, they get kind of how much money they're going to get for college almost immediately. And then we help them with scholarships. We can help with emergency aid in in terms of if you don't have money halfway through the semester, what are you going to do? You could turn to us. And we help with different kind of budgeting and, and managing of your financial aid. So it takes you all the way from beginning of school through school, and very soon we'll help you navigate student loan forgiveness, which will be extremely exciting. 
Yes, we're going to talk more about that, but I do want to just mention to everyone, all this stuff takes a lot of time, energy, and effort. I love to read. You guys may love to read, but you may not always have the time to read because you're filling out all of these forms, even if you're saving a lot of time with Frank. So I did want to tip everybody off to something new that I discovered. It is called Blinkist. Blinkist takes the best nonfiction books and it breaks them down into important points so that you can get the knowledge you need in the realistic time frame that you have because you are, of course, spending time researching colleges, maybe studying something, maybe filling out forms, etc. So this way you can basically get a whole book in just about 15 minutes. And if you like the book, you can even buy the whole book through Blinkist. So Blinkist lets you read or listen to one minute summaries on pretty much any device. I like to listen on my iPhone. I kind of alternate it with podcasts. So for example, I love Tim Ferriss's podcast. I also recently listened to his four-hour work week. I got so much out of it. I am so obsessed that I reached out to Blinkist and they have partnered with Financial Grownups. So if you are interested, please use our link at bobbyrebell.com forward slash Blinkist. That's bobbyrebell.com forward slash Blinkist to learn more and get a free trial. And of course, by doing that, you are supporting the show. Also, DM me at bobbyrebell1 on Instagram and let me know what you're reading. All right, Charlie. You're on. We are finally getting to your five ways to make college more affordable. Number one. Number one, make sure you've exhausted all possible sources of funding. So when you say you've exhausted all, so part of that is, for example, to niche down. There may be little nooks and crannies of things that you may not know about, right? Totally. And so it's really important you think through it. Start with FAFSA, then go to scholarships. Also think about work study and different elements of how you can work part-time and go to school to supplement your funds. The other area, if you really need it, are private student loans that you can look at. Be really careful because they are not the same terms as federal loans, and that is extremely important to look into. So those are kind of the four main ways um, you can support yourself in school. And don't forget, working is definitely an option because working is better than student loans. Also, by the way, you can focus on, you know, if you are part of a niche like military service, or if you, depending on your gender or, you know, your ethnic background, that could also make different financial opportunities available. Definitely. It's something everyone should look into, and that will most likely manifest itself with scholarships. However, if you are military, there are specific GI benefits, and you can go kind of veterans affairs route, and there's all the information on the website. People also, Charlie, work really hard, I feel like, freshman year, and then they sort of let it slide. That's Maybe that's leaving some money on the table. Definitely. And it's such a great point and so important because tuition only increases every single year. And if you don't put in almost more effort the second year, you're going to be stuck with a much bigger bill than you expected. Let's move on to number two, which is about repayment plans. Yep. So repayment plans are very challenging to navigate. And so you have different ones, whether it's loan consolidation, where you bring all the different funding sources under one roof, when it's called when it comes to your loans, then you also have pay as you earn plans or other times referred to as income sharing. That is a program offered by the government, only about 13% who are eligible 
apply. So this is something that you should totally take advantage of. If you're making less than $50,000, you will not need to pay your student loans, which is awesome. Um, the other kind of areas of repayment plans, there are many alternative lenders on the for-profit side. If you have a good credit score, you can get really amazing rates that will beat the government. And so switch as soon as you can, and you should apply there. And why do most students get funneled, I feel, into 10-year repayment plans? Is that a good thing or a not-so-good thing? Well, I think it really depends what your financial goals are. If your goals are to be able to buy a house or if you have a family to support or different areas like that, you're going to choose a different duration of a payment plan. And so it's really important to understand your spending goals and financial goals overall to then work backwards to see how student loans can fit in. And are there things people need to know when they are opting into an income-driven repayment option? Because sometimes people don't fully research them, and there could be a lot of nuances that people may not realize. Definitely. I have many friends who actually went into medicine, and many of them are pushed into these income-sharing plans. And that's really dangerous because as a doctor, within 10 years, you're making a lot of money. You might not make money the first two years, and so you benefit from no student loan payments. However, as you kind of progress in your career, it's a much more expensive plan at the end of the day. So you have to weigh um, cash flow in the first two years versus overpaying in the next eight. So it's a really important thing to think through kind of what your career might look like. Um, because if you do have a successful career, you could end up paying a lot more when it comes to income sharing plans. All right. Your number three tip, complete the FAFSA, even if you think it is pointless explain. Oh yeah. So you never think you want to do something pointless, but this is the case where you might get a wonderful surprise. So FAFSA not only unlocks federal student aid, it has the ability to unlock state aid with just a few additional questions. And more than that, it could also help with institutional aid, meaning your schools can give you merit scholarships, sports scholarships, um, need-based scholarships, and that all starts with the FAFSA. So while you might not think you get it because, quote, you might not be poor enough, which is never a good way to look at it, it is something that can happily surprise you when schools give you a gift of aid, um, even if you don't think you qualify. And a lot of people don't. I think 47% of applicants abandon the FAFSA before completing it. That's staggering. For sure. All right, let's go to number four. Don't necessarily take the first financial aid offer. So I always say financial aid offers are like job offers. There's always room to negotiate. So just like you wouldn't accept your first job offer, you want to push your salary up, do the same thing for your financial aid offer. That is extremely important. It's also very urgent, specifically now, um, because financial aid offices are open to hear your appeals and they need to allocate their budget before the next school year starts for them. So definitely take it up. There are certain cases that are better than others. If you've had a financial change in your family, for example, you might not getting your parents or you might not be getting paid the same amount of money because you have a sales commission or you lost a job for an amount of time or whichever. Um, you had to pay medical bills, for example. That all comes into your appeal and can help your financial aid office give you more aid. So it's really important. Definitely, there's room to negotiate, and you should do it as soon as possible. And schools actually put aside a percentage of the financial aid available for this. 
Yes. So um, NASFA estimates, which is the Association of Financial Aid Officers, um, they estimate that could be anywhere from 12% to 20% of a school's financial aid budget, which is huge. So don't be the idiot who kind of isn't the one asking for that budget and tapping into it because everyone has the right to it. Right. And you should just asking. You have nothing to lose by asking for a little bit of a better deal. And number five, negotiate your tuition. I didn't know that was a thing. (laughs) I know. It seems so backwards because you would hope that, you know, higher education would be transparent and people would know what they're paying for and know what classes and what value they get. That's just not the case with college. So that leaves room for negotiating your tuition. It really helps if you have other schools where you have offers that want you so that you could go back to your first top pick and say, hey, this school gave me this amount of money. I don't think I could pay this tuition. I'm an amazing student. I'm involved in the community. I want to be here. Can you do anything for me? And so that's the really important part. Who do you target? Do you just call the admissions office? And I mean, what, how does that actually work? Is it Should it be a written appeal? Should you be calling them? Should you go in person? I don't know. How does it work? Unfortunately, there is no standard approach for schools. It's really a school by school basis. However, the safe route is to contact your financial aid office to be able to have a written appeal with documentation as to why you need a different tuition number. And then once you have that, typically, you know, you could call or go in person, but you should always have backup documentation to explain why you need the additional help. And obviously, a lower tuition is more valuable than getting more financial aid because you don't have to pay back tuition you never had to pay in the first place. Exactly. And I believe the tuition discount number can be as low as 60% off. So that is a really wonderful number that you could tap into. Amazing. All right. Tell us more about where we can find out more about Frank and about you. Definitely. So we have a website. It's just with frank.org, W-I-T-H, Frank, like the guy, F-R-A-N-K.org. And I am reachable at charlie, C-H-A-R-L-I-E, at withfrank.org. And really looking forward to hearing from you. And what are your socials? Yes, our socials are with Frank on Twitter. And the other ones you could reach us also on, we have a Facebook page also with Frank. So it's, it's very simple. Awesome. Thank you, Charlie. Thank you so much. Financial Grown Up with Bobby Rebel is edited and produced by Steve Stewart and is a BRK Media production.